Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is pop culture time, pop culture entertainment, or sports entertainment, if you want. As today, we are going to be talking about Money in the Bank 2020 from WWE. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Uh, Flying El Solo once again on this podcast for wrestling unfortunately just it's with covid going on we we have to adjust and uh, unfortunately it will be me by myself for this one but uh, you know we did pretty good last time on the uh, by myself on the uh, on the wrestlemania pod for this that was the last time i had to go by myself and so yet another wrestling plus podcast where matt pierce will be flying el solo just gonna move my microphone up here a little bit uh there we go that sounds a lot better um so yeah money in the bank 2020 routinely one of my favorite pay-per-views i consider it one of the big four uh i know the big four are initially supposed to be uh wrestlemania SummerSlam, the royal rumble and survivor series but i think that over the years money in the bank has replaced survivor series as the fourth one for me um it might be blasphemous in in some wrestling circles, but I don't care. That's that's how I feel. I think I think Money in the Bank has surpassed uh, has surpassed Survivor Series, and a lot more stuff happens in Money in the Bank, and it's a lot more fun. And you never know when when people are going to cash in and whatnot. Now, this year's Money in the Bank was supposed to take place in Baltimore, but uh, that will no longer be the case. And I'm a bit confused myself as to exactly how much of this pay-per-view will be taking place in Titan Towers for the WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut, as well as parts of the Performance Center and various other spots that they have down there in Florida. Um, I'm not sure if, if they're going to record some of it at... Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be all live or if they're going to record some of it and then play it later. It, it, it feels like they're going to perhaps pre-record the, these two Money in the Bank matches, because the, the way they're doing the Money in the Bank matches this year is normally, obviously, you, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably know, but I'm going to explain it anyway. Normally, they suspend the briefcase above the ring, and then they, they got to grab ladders, and whoever runs up and grabs it first is, is the new Mr. or Mrs. Money in the Bank, and they get that, uh, they get to hang onto that briefcase and cash in whenever they feel like it. But this year, it, it's they're, they're doing it where they're starting in Titan Towers, where the briefcase is going to be suspended above, on the roof of Titan Towers. Is that? I'm not fully getting this. I mean, it sounds cool. I'm for it. it yeah, like I'm all for. I mean, we're, hey, we're in uncharted territories with this COVID nineteen thing. So, like, there's no fans in the stands right now for wrestling, and quite frankly, it's illuminated how crappy wrestling. Not crappy, but just how how less fun i would say that wrestling is without the crowd you really need the crowd for those reactions and 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 chance and whatnot for to, to to really bang home and get the get the goosebump moments in in wrestling it's tough to get the goosebump moments in uh, w- w- without a crowd there to, to cheer and react to everything that happens um but I, it, it's there i can't tell are the, is the briefcase just going to be like on top and there's going to be a pole like an old 
like Vince Russo in, in WCW circa 2000 where everything's on a pole? Like, is there just going to be a pole and they're going to start on the bottom and run up and whoever gets to the top to the roof of Titan Towers and grabs the briefcase first is, is the Money in the Bank winner? Or, or, is there, or are they going to start on the roof and there's just a ring on the roof and they're just doing it for cool aesthetic purposes or, or whatnot? I'm not sure. Either way, it sounds good. I kind of hope for... I kind of hope for both. I kind of hope for ring on the top of a uh, ring on the roof, but they all start on the bottom like it's American Gladiators or something, and they got to try to run, and you could do like silly elevator spots and stuff, especially if they pre-record it, where guys, where guys and girls can be fighting in the elevators or, or trying to, like someone runs in the elevator and tries to do the quick, like, close, 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 close with the buttons while other people are trying to chase them down. I don't know. I think... That could that could make for something uh, that that could make for some funny uh, moments and some some memorable moments for this money in the back. Either way, it should be pretty fun. So we'll do this as we always do on the crossover podcast, where we discuss it not only from a wrestling standpoint but from a gambling standpoint. Uh, for anyone listening who decided to heed my advice on some of the uh, WrestleMania bets I made. Last time, I apologize for day one. Uh, day one, quite frankly, was one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had in gambling, <laughs> in my gambling history. I don't think I've ever had a Super Bowl. That's like I've had some some Super Bowls where I just I was just way off, but I I don't think I ever had a Super Bowl where I was just so wrong like I was on on that first day of WrestleMania this year. That was that was some kind of terrible for me. So I apologize. I got I got the money back a little bit on day two, but still not. Still overall was not a good WrestleMania for Matt. So once again, we'll we'll do this um, from a wrestling standpoint and from a gambling standpoint. Uh, so so far, as of us as of myself recording this, which is Wednesday night, so we have not yet had a SmackDown. So all of the advice that I will be giving will be based on the Wednesday before. So stuff can change. Obviously Monday we had a. a decent reveal as uh aj styles came back and inserted himself into the money in the bank ladder match uh thus really swapping the odds there was there was a a vicious change in the odds just overnight from that monday when aj styles announced that he was going to be the sixth guy in the money in the bank so we will attempt to adjust or i will attempt to adjust the odds and and just keep you informed and whatnot for for uh for going forward for this one so now we, we like i said we're recording this on a wednesday so there's still a smackdown to happen so these odds can still switch like it's wrestling who knows they somebody might get a hurt for all we know or or got for you know knock on wood and nobody gets hurt but they might do the old thing where somebody gets beat up plot line wise in 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 wrestling and they get replaced in the match but as of the wednesday before the actual pay-per-view we will be looking at the odds so here we go First match, six matches total we got so far in this card, according to the good people of Wikipedia. The first match that is up, The New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston, the champions, will be defending in a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions against The Miz and John Morrison, the Forgotten Sons, all out of nowhere up here, and uh, the Lucha House Party, who are uh, collecting a pay-per-view paycheck, so good for them. Uh, let me see if I can find any odds on this tag team matchup. Um, that is a big fat no. So that is this is the only match that I can't find. I believe it's the only match anyway that I can't find odds for. Uh, the New Day recently on a SmackDown 
became nine time or something tag team champions close to whatever record the dudley boys i remember people were kicking that up that the the dudley boys i think are the most decorated tag team in the history of the wwe but uh, the new day are are getting pretty close to that um with a a smackdown title win um i mean you have to give credit to the new day most tag teams, I think, kind of fizzle out after a year or two, and then that's why. I mean, there's, there's certain ones that last forever, like the Dudleys. I think come to mind, but even the WWE stupidly split the Dudleys up for a little bit, and that that and you know thus began. But I mean, Bubba did pretty decently in his singles run, but you know that wasn't headed anywhere. And Devon had the horrible Reverend Devon gimmick, <laughs> although that led to the debut of. Uh, Dave Batista, when he was Deacon Batista, God, that was really bad. Um, luckily, everybody turned out all right on the back end of that. Batista eventually found his way to Evolution, and they eventually realized, hey, splitting up the Dudley Boys was a dumb idea, and then they put them back together. Um, but the New Day, they're, I mean, they're three, four, five? Five years running now is the New Day? It's been a long time, and they, and they still consistently get huge pops, and... and it doesn't feel stale, and they still go out there and have fun. And they had the Kofi thing a year ago with it, with his singles run for the title that didn't, it, you know, wasn't as long as we would have all wanted, but was still a lot of fun. But yeah, you, you got to give a lot of credit to the New Day for 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 keeping this going. It's it's been great. Um, they recently won the belts. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison have been a lot of fun uh, doing doing the old Miz TV gimmick and whatnot. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, I don't see them winning because they just lost the title, so I don't know why you'd take it off them and then and then put it on the new day and then give it back a week later or to two weeks later. Um, Lucha House Party, I know, I just don't see them. I like, I don't see them getting a. Uh, I mean, good for them again for collecting a pay per view check, but I I don't see them coming. The Forgotten Sons are kind of the wrench in this one. I think I think this is going to be. It, it seems like over the course because they came out of nowhere over the course of the last two weeks, and now they're having a pay-per-view match for the smackdown tag team championships i don't think this is a shotgun to gun them to the moon situation but i certainly think that they're gonna look strong in this one they're 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 gonna do the classic roman reigns thing where it's like who hasn't been on tv by the way recently suspicious um they're gonna do the make them look strong in this so i think i expect the I, i expect the new day to retain in this and then the forgotten sons to look very very good in this i think the miz and john morrison are going to do a lot to set those guys up them and the lucha house party are gonna are gonna do some good spots that might be why lucha house party is in this match to begin with quite frankly is to make the forgotten sons look like a million bucks but um it certainly seems like they're high on the forgotten sons so far but uh yeah i i don't expect them to to walk away with the title, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the new day to win and retain the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, next up, according to the good people of Wikipedia, Drew McIntyre will defend his WWE Championship against Seth Rollins in a singles match. Uh, let's find the odds for this one. There's definitely gonna be odds for this one. Um, one site. Uh, is reporting Drew McIntyre as a minus 500 favorite. Rollins plus 300. Um, seeing Rollins also as minus 600 and plus 350 for Rollins, so a little better odds there. And uh, yeah, but as, and Drew McIntyre, another one, another site's minus 500 plus 300. So we're consistently seeing Drew McIntyre in the minus 5,000 uh, range there. 
I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna select gambling wise. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna take McIntyre at minus five hundred. I I think it's it's too early to take the belt off of Drew McIntyre. Rollins doesn't need it. The Monday Night Messiah thing seems to be going pretty well with him and his cronies and and Buddy Murphy. But I don't feel like he needs a title just yet in order to. Uh, in, in order to make Rollins, uh, like, wouldn't this Monday Night Rollins thing, like, wouldn't Rollins look really good if, if he lost this match and then went out on Monday the next night and, like, won the Intercontinental title or something? And then wouldn't wouldn't the Intercontinental title with that white strap look really good on Seth Rollins right now as he's walking to the ring doing this Monday Night Messiah thing? And and him just, like, elevating that belt and, I don't know, that that, that would just be really sweet to me. Uh, Drew McIntyre right now, they got to keep going with him. I don't feel like they need to take the belt off him he's he's doing all right he's cutting nice promos even with no crowd he's looking like a million bucks in and out of the ring it's just not the time he, he's a monster right now just keep the belt on him keep keep working on him um really nowhere to go uh it really just seems like a smart idea to have drew retain um should be a good match though. should be a lot of fun Drew McIntyre, minus 500, is the official recommendation of the Crossover Podcast. So, uh, next up, ladies, Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Champion, will defend the SmackDown Women's title against Tamina, out of nowhere, getting attacked, getting a, getting a SmackDown Women's title shot. They have recently been making her look real strong on SmackDown. Real strong. I don't, I don't know where this came from. Uh, maybe she just really maybe it was that uh you know i kind of hate to say it but maybe it was that jimmy snooker dark side of the ring episode uh that uh has kind of been pushing this this forward but i've always liked tamina i liked her back in the team bad days i liked her i liked her even when her and nia Jax were, were teaming up before they both got injured and then they like they that kind of sucked like that that really sucked for the for the women's tag team division was that they had all these teams lined up um at the beginning of it and then just people got hurt right like like in bailey and or nia jackson tamina were, were were one of those um so bailey is defending against Tamina. Let's take a look at the odds. Another, another heavy, the champion is heavily favored once again. Um, looking at Bailey minus four hundred, Tamina plus two fifty on one site. Then I got Bailey minus four fifty and Tamina plus two seventy five on another. And uh, that seems to be it. So yeah, we're looking a lot at. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bailey at minus 400 so i'm going chalk so far so not a lot of, not a lot of value coming from my picks but i'm gonna i'm gonna say bailey is is gonna win this now this could be one of those things where let's say they pre-tape the uh the money in the bank ladder matches they because they like they like futzing with the uh they they, they like futzing with the uh with the ladies match and and the briefcase so far so you know could they do something funky where like, like let's say they pre-record the two money in the bank ladder matches and then let's say let's say they've already shot it let's say they know what's going to happen um as of me recording this, they might be shooting it right now for all I know. Who knows? Uh, this, this could be a weather-permitted thing. It, but let's say the SmackDown women's match is pre-taped. And 
let's say let's let's say just for funny purposes that Nia Jax wins the the championship ladder match obviously that might be a personal dream by me but uh you know that could be something so we see maybe for the first match of the night a pre-recorded uh Nia Jax winning the uh the money in the bank ladder match I'm not saying that's how it's going down this is just a hypothetical this is my one fantasy book that I'm allotted for for the pay we have we have a one fantasy booking per per pod per wrestling podcast limit and that this will be mine for for money in the bank 2020 let's say Nia Jax wins the the ladies money in the bank championship and then let's say Tamina upsets Bailey unlikely but you know, this is just me pitching a scenario where they, they could use the, the pre-recording to their advantage. And then Nia Jax is, you know, supposed to be in Connecticut while this live match between Bailey and Tamina is taking place at the Performance Center in Orlando. And Tamina ends up inexplicably, or, you know, or just unexpectedly is the better word, winning the championship off of Bailey. And then Nia Jax comes out and brains Tamina and pins her. And cashes in her money in the bank and pins her, and then becomes the champion, and becomes just a heel champion with a with a same night cash in. Now that could be a lot of fun. Obviously, I would enjoy that because I'm a Nia Jax fan, despite the fact that it seems like she keeps hurting people. Um, but you know, that's that's something. I, the, the, it, like that's a that's a hilarious scenario. But uh, I'm just saying that if these money in the bank matches are pre-recorded, it would also allow them to do some funny cash in stuff or, or some, some unexpected cash in type stuff. That way we get, um, a title change, uh, in this, uh, at this pay-per-view. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that Bailey wins, uh, defends her SmackDown women's championship, keeps her, keeps her title reign going keeps this going they're, they're doing good stuff with bailey and sasha it's it's just it's all got to culminate with with bailey and sasha i it's just if they can do and like so far they're able to do it and and knock on wood that neither bailey or sasha banks gets hurt because it really seems like they are doing this they're doing a nice slow burn on this bailey versus sasha banks thing just a, a slow burn and when it and when they finally are able to do it Man, that'll that'll pay off like you like you wouldn't believe when when Sasha is able to beat Bailey and like that 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 could lead to a moment and you really are gonna you're gonna need to continue the slow burn for this because you're gonna want a crowd in the building for that moment if Bailey if, if Sasha is able to take the title off of Bailey that'll be a lot of fun I th- I feel like that's the end game and they're and they're doing a nice slow burn with those two ladies and uh, God I hope it pays off um third last match. On the pay-per-view before we so the last match, last singles match before we get into the two money in the bank. So this paper, this this pod's whipping by us, but this might end up being a short one if I don't uh, ramble on too long like I'm doing right now. Uh, so we've got Braun Strowman, the champion, defending his WWE Universal Championship against Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. This is this Bray this Braun Strowman title has been you know obviously came out of nowhere thanks to the the Roman Reigns. Um, bow out that happened at WrestleMania, and it really seems like if I could just go off on my Roman Reigns tangent here. It really feels like the, the, I mean they're editing him out of 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 everything. That 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 callback to Rollins pinning that like that Rollins cash in at WrestleMania during the during the Brock uh, Reigns match when he when he pinned Reigns and stole the title. 
they edited it to make it look like he pinned Brock and won the title, and Reigns was never there. They've been banned. Allegedly, they've been banned from saying Reigns' name. I mean, it really seems like Vince turned on his golden boy. Like, it really seems like, for my money, it really looks like Vince has turned on his golden boy because he, he bowed out of WrestleMania. It really seems like Vince took that personally. Um, and it's not like Vince McMahon has a history of being petty or anything like that. No, 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 he wouldn't He wouldn't do that. Um, but anyway, Braun Strowman steps in for, for a championship title reign. Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, still the hottest act WWE has going right now. And it's, quite frankly, it's not even close. He's, he's to, for my money, that character has, in terms of internet love and whatnot, like, it's tough to say, it, it, it would be tough to see what the crowd reactions were getting, but, like, to, for my money, Bray Wyatt has surpassed uh, Becky Lynch, I think, so far, as, like, as of right now, as the most engaging character and consistently uh having the biggest moments consistently having um i would say crowd pops but uh, obviously i I have no proof there (laughs) based on recent memory but uh, and the fact that there's no crowds but i mean man the, the 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 moment of bliss segment with strowman it was kind of dull, but then when he like it ended well though. When he opened up the package and he found the black sheep mask, and then ever since then, Bray Wyatt the fiend slash the fiend have just been going through their the the two the history of the two leading up to this match. I mean, Braun Strowman I don't think was ever supposed to be the WWE champion. Reigns was supposed to be in that match. Braun got put into it, and Braun got put into it. And now is is the champion, and it seemed like it was a spite championship. Braun has been like a lot. Of, I've seen. I'm not the only one, you know, pointing this out. So this isn't an original Matt Pierce thought, but you know, people have pointed out that the way they've they've handled Braun Strowman over the last year and a half to two years has basically been repeat Big Show with the 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 flip flopping between heel and and. The, the flip-flopping between heel and, and face, the, the refusal to have him commit to one side or the other, the the the, the, the crowd reactions, the is he, is he a serious killer or is he just a big guy who goes out there and cracks jokes? Who knows? Um, I think in order to complete that transition into Big Show 2.0, Braun Strowman, I think a month-long title reign that never should have happened because Goldberg, or because uh, Reigns... Didn't Roman Reigns didn't show up because he was he was worried about his health? That 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 would just be too perfect for me. And like and Bray Wyatt never should have lost the belt to begin with. That that was just so stupid. Goldberg like they they took that Saudi blood money to take the belt off of Goldberg and and what will go down as one of the worst matches in the history the history of of the business. Um, oh, I was just bad. It's just bad. Um, so. I'm going to make a slight prediction, but before I do that, let me get to the odds. The odds are insane. Um, it's minus 120 going both ways. I've never seen this kind of juice, like minus 20, 120 going both ways. To put that in perspective, this is this is alleged, This is is essentially a coin flip, except that you're paying so... This is actually, from a gambling perspective, this is actually a horrible match to bet on. 
because there's no value. Because both guys are a coin flip, except you're paying too much juice. For instance, in the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is the only game where they allow you to bet on the coin flip. Because why would Vegas give out 50-50 odds on regular games? That doesn't make sense. Plus, in the Super Bowl, they don't give you 50-50 odds. They give you minus 105 odds. So you're still paying a little bit of juice. That way Vegas still gets their cut, however so small, even on something as dumb as heads or tails. So to take minus 120 going both ways is essentially a coin flip where you're betting a dollar to win 80 cents. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. So Vegas is telling us right now that this one is a, a, a coin flip. Or I don't know if it's necessarily Vegas or the, the just the bet makers of the internet. But anyway, the odds makers uh, for this are saying it's minus 120. So from a gambling perspective, I actually don't recommend you bet on this match. From a fun, I'm just Matt Pearson, I'm, I'm just going to have fun in this podcast perspective. I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to take Bray Wyatt at minus 120. Bray Wyatt slash the Fiend, and I'm going to say he wins and gets back that Universal Championship, and we just kind of forget what has happened over the last two month, months with this with the Goldberg, and then uh, we won't forget Strowman, but we'll forget the Goldberg title reign that never should have happened. And, uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll just kind of move on with our lives, and Bray Wyatt will go forward as the champion, which they which they should do. Or which, <laughs> in my opinion, uh, is, is what they should do going forward. So, Two matches left. We're just flying through here. First up, let's do the men. The Money in the Bank ladder match. Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. Good to see Otis in here. A lot of fun. Um, The plot line with him and uh, Mandy has been one of the best I've ever seen. You know what? I am so foolish. I am just going to go on a, a, a slight tangent here. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I just noticed that there actually are odds for the SmackDown tag team winner match. Uh, the New Day is one to one. John Morrison and the Miz are five to four. The Forgotten Sons are five to two, and the Lucha House Party is five to one. I said the New Day, so you're you're getting even odds on the New Day. I predicted uh, New Day. So I'm gonna take the New Day at even odds to. Uh, Retain. That would also be uh, one of the other things that uh, falls into my Bray Wyatt prediction. Is there um, that mentally is the only again? I'm now I'm not a writer, um, but mentally the only uh, loss I see, the only championship switch I see, barring a Money in the Bank cash in of some sort, um, the only straight up loss I see in in the in all the singles matches for the titles is uh, is Bray Wyatt defeating Braun Strowman. So, back to the men's money in the bank. Uh, Paulo Cruz was initially supposed to be supposed to be in this, and he ended up getting hurt. So that sucks. Uh, which is why, you know, we're getting like Otis and Rey Mysterio, but should be all right. AJ Styles came in. Here, here are the odds post. This is great because I, I, I managed to save the odds. Here are the odds post what happened on Monday. So, Aleister Black was plus 700. Baron Corbin plus 850. Daniel Bryan plus 1,000. Rey Mysterio was plus 3,300. And Apollo Crews was plus 8,000 when he was still in the match. With the adding of AJ Styles, the odds have violently shifted. AJ Styles is now a 4-5 to five favorite. 
meaning you have to bet four dollars to win five bucks. Uh, Alistair Black is now seven to four instead of the plus seven hundred. Daniel Bryan is now nine to two instead of the ten to one. Baron Corbin is six to one instead of eight instead of eight and a half to one. Uh, Rey Mysterio is uh, has gone down to ten to one instead of thirty three to one, uh, and Otis is fourteen to one. So Otis Otis is fourteen to one, even though he wasn't in the match like, like two weeks ago. Um, I think that I'm I'm actually perplexed as to where I'm gonna go with this one. Because uh, I have no idea. I just I, I have no idea from a writing standpoint where they think they might go with. It. If you can hear stuff in the background, by the way, I'm just doing my laundry while I record this, so that's that's what that is. Um, the it's a little peek behind the curtain, I guess. There is some as I record this in my basement while I do my laundry. Um, Daniel Bryan, I mean, I just don't know. Does AJ did AJ Styles come back seven days, six days before a pay per view after having got buried by the by by the Undertaker at WrestleMania? Does he come back and he's got the best odds to win the match, four to five? Do they just give it to AJ Styles, a, a, a tried and true, who, who AJ Styles, who's become the new. The, the the new kind of even though he's older than than him but, he, but he's become the new Randy Orton in the sense that he's always there he's steady you know he can put on a good match with anybody and he's not going to go anywhere and it, and he, he can work and do anything that you need him to does he become the the money in the bank ladder match winner can you see AJ Styles walking around with a briefcase for several months because that's a big factor that, that in, in these matches is you have to be able to see these people see whoever wins you have to be able to see them carrying around a, a shiny briefcase for at least a couple of months, perhaps longer. Like, does it fit their character to see them walking around uh, with a briefcase? Um, so AJ Styles fits that bill. He would look all right walking around with a briefcase. Aleister Black at 7-4. Seemed like they were positioning him to win the title for sure. And... Or not to win the title, but to may perhaps win the money in the bank. But is that where they want to go now? I'm not sure. Like, are they pulling the trigger on Aleister Black? I mean, they made him look strong at WrestleMania, although it was against friggin' Bobby Lashley, and he's looked strong ever since. Um, do they go with Aleister Black? Can you picture Aleister Black and his his gothic kind of motif? You know, his his, his gothic metal madman motif. Walking around with a a fluorescent briefcase for several months. Can you can you picture that? Uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, we've seen him do it before. We know he can. It was one of the best cash in moments of all time. It's one of the best briefcase uh, havings or, or or holdings of all time. Do you go with Daniel Bryan at nine to two? Baron Corbin, former uh, uh, another former Money in the Bank champion. Do you go back to to Daniel Bryan or to Baron Corbin? Except you don't bury him this time <laughs> with a with a loss to Jinder Mahal with a roll up loss to Jinder Mahal. That was pretty bad. Like, do you continue his 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 heel run and give him the give him the belt or give him the briefcase and let him actually cash it in this time? 
And and when? I I, I don't know. Rey Mysterio, I would I would say is is probably Rey Mysterio. Um, I can't remember if he won Money in the Bank or I know he got cashed in by Kane when he won that one year. But has he ever won Money in the Bank? I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, do you give Rey Mysterio a late in his uh, late in his career title run? Probably not. That's probably why the odds are so long. I don't think I don't think you give Rey Mysterio a run. I think I think Rey Mysterio is just kind of there to make matches seem more relevant by being there which he's doing by being in this match and it and he's going to make the young guys look good because he's Rey Mysterio and he knows that he, he knows that's what the business calls for Otis with the longest odds of 14 to 1 I don't see even even with the the hype from from this this Mandy uh uh plot that was a lot of fun <laughs> and uh was probably one of the better stories leading into Wrestlemania I don't think Otis is is primed to win a, a men's money in the bank ladder match but he'll be there he'll do some some nice comedy stuff he'll do he'll do his spots and he'll, he'll look good and stuff will go forward for him it'll be great have they completely given up on heaven machinery though is what I ask you don't see a lot of Tucker these days but uh, yeah, who knows? So I, I think I think I think I'm gonna go ahead from a gambling perspective. I'm gonna eliminate Rey Mysterio and Otis. I'm gonna look at AJ Styles, and I'm gonna look at Aleister Black, Daniel Bryan, and Baron Corbin. I don't know what they want to do here, so I can I can go I can go either way on on any of these. Um, I'm gonna say that I like Daniel Bryan with the with the nine to two. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Daniel Bryan, and I think I, I I predict maybe a nice little feel good moment for Daniel Bryan, and then they've had him away from from the main event circle for a while. I think it might be time that Daniel Bryan uh, wins uh, gets some money in the bank uh, matchup, and then uh, maybe is dancing around the top of the card. Uh, again, it might be time to just to, to, to put Daniel Bryan at the top of the card. So that's what I'm going to predict. Last up, the ladies. Asuka, Shayna Baszler, my girl Nia Jax, Dana Brooke. Nice to see her collecting pay-per-view checks. Lacey Evans and now Carmella, who I can't find odds for. Oh, no, there they are, 10 to 1. 10 to 1 for, uh, for Carmella. Um... For the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, here are the odds: Baszler, uh, two to three; Nia Jax, three to one. Good odds on Nia, on my girl Nia Jax. Lacey Evans, four to one; Oscar, six to one; Dana Brooke, seven to one; Carmella, ten to one. So Carmella's got the longest odds. Um, I mean, you're getting good odds on Lacey Evans at, at four to one. You can find you can find Lacey Evans at four to, at, at four to one. They made her look real strong. We know Vince likes her. Vince likes his blondes. Um, Oscar, I would say, is at, at probably a, a at six to one is probably not a good bet. So let, let, let's let's run down the case for for each of the ladies here. I don't see Oscar winning. Oscar's been so good. I love that she comes out and does commentary and dances around and is on the mic just talking in Japanese like everybody can understand her. It is so it is so effing great. They should have been doing that all along. It's so great. It makes her seem so scary. Um, I don't think they want to put her back at, at the top of the singles card just yet. Hopefully she gets back there. If she won, I would be thrilled. 
I love Asuka. You could easily picture, obviously, you could easily picture her carrying around a, a giant multicolored briefcase as, as, as that has been her motif for her entire WWE run is all these flashy colors and whatnot. So you can easily see her carrying around the briefcase. Uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, I think, is a good bet. Uh, she has the best odds at two to three, so she's actually a heavy favorite to win this match. You're given a little bit if you want to pick Shayna Baszler. It certainly seems like it would be a smart uh, choice to pick Shayna Baszler, um, and then have her get back in a program with Becky once again. Uh, the, the, the thing where she pretended to, they pretended she broke somebody's arm. <laughs> Uh, I think it was Dana Brooke. She pretended to break Dana. No, it was Liv Morgan. She pretended to break Liv Morgan's arm or something like that. <laughs> anyway, they, they the way they played it, it was pretty good. It looked really nasty, like she actually did it, even though that was not the case. Um, so I could see Baszler winning. I'm not sure if that's. I, I don't like the odds, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick Baszler, even though there's a very good chance that she comes away with this. Uh, let's look at Nia Jax. Uh, they've been making Nia look strong ever since she got back after WrestleMania. Uh, they, but they've been doing the usual thing where they feed her um, much smaller women. A few, they fed her a few NXT scrubs who were promptly let go after they were uh, unceremoniously defeated by Nia Jax. And um, yeah, and then you know she beat Eero Shirai a couple of times, uh, and uh, or not not Eero Shirai, Kari uh, Car- Zane, Kari Zane a couple of times. And it's it's just been uh, although she nearly hurt <laughs> Kari Zane. Luckily, nothing went down there. Um, do they do they just go to the big powerhouse? Can you picture Nia Jax carrying around a briefcase for for a few months? I mean, I could possibly. Um, I, I I'd say Nia has a, has an outside dark horse chance of winning, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Um. I'll bet you she'll be the one that they tease her winning the most with, though. Like, she gets up the ladder a couple of times and has, like, the fingertips stretched, and then at the last second, somebody comes and cuts the ladder out from under her, and she falls down. That, that'll be my prediction for that. Uh, Dana Brooke, plus 2,500 on, on some websites, uh, 7-1 on others. I can't see Dana Brooke winning, although I'm glad that they're actually using her and she's getting, you know, some rubs and some victories here and there on, on the main shows. Glad to see that going forward, but I don't think it's her time yet. Uh, keep keep her there. Make her look strong in this one, hopefully. Keep her keep her going. Keep her looking looking good and then eventually build to that. Um, Lacey Evans. Um, I tell you, one thing I'll predict, if if Check the uh, look for this when you're watching the match. If the woman's Money in the Bank briefcase has like a, a, a nice red, white, and blue star-spangled banner kind of aesthetic there, if they if they go with the blue and red on the briefcase with the white lettering, um, I'm gonna feel real good about putting my money on Lacey Evans, which I'm going to do. I'm 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 predicting Lacey Evans to win the. Money in the Bank matchup, so I'm going with the long odds on the Money in the Bank, but I, I don't think the odds are, are necessarily that long on Lacey Evans. I mean, you're getting four to one right now, and this seems to be Vince's girl. They they didn't give her the belt at WrestleMania, which I think I predicted that they were going to. Then, um, but they made her look strong. She eliminated a few people in that that ladies' elimination at WrestleMania. They she only lost because Sasha Banks and Bailey cheated. Um. You can picture Lacey Evans walking around with a 
with with a briefcase, which I'm telling you, I'm going to get very excited if I have money on Lacey Evans and the briefcase is a race. Got that red, white, and blue motif. I'm going to be very excited. Um, last up is Carmella. I just, as much as I love Carmella, her run with the like a, a former, the only former Money in the Bank ladder match winner for the ladies here, two times technically, if if you want, if you were willing to go that far with it. Um, I just don't see Carmella winning here. I'm glad that she's there. Her, I, I really like Carmella. I wish she was getting more screen time. She hasn't been getting a ton of screen time. It seems like they've got her away from our truth in the 24-7 title. Um, considering they can't really do big skirmishes with the 24-7 title anymore because of COVID and the fact that the 24-7 champion is, uh, playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that the 24-7 title is never seen again. <laughs> they just, it recedes into the night and we never see it. And unfortunately, the the mid-carters and below, we don't get to see them running out in big packs in their wrestling gear, fighting over a, a kind of a crappy belt. But it was fun while it lasted with uh, with our truth but uh, probably don't need to keep that going forward. Um, Carmella, though, as much as I love her, one of the biggest pops of recent memory was her cash-in on Charlotte from a year and a half, two years ago, whenever that was. And her title run was really fun. Unfortunately, it got swept under the it got, it got swept under the title wave of uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte and and Bailey after that. Uh, like after though they like after the. Uh, after Becky ended up just just becoming the hottest thing in the industry, and all the other ladies by proxy around Bailey, like anytime the ladies came out, it was just it, like you were on the edge of your seat, thinking something was going to happen. It was it was great, um, but I just don't see Carmella winning this one. So my official pick for this one, I I think. I think Dana Brooks and Carmella are the Rey Mysterio and Otis of this one, where they don't really have a chance. And then I would say. Despite the fact Nia Jax is better odds, I think Asuka probably, in in for my money, plotline wise, probably has a better chance of, of winning the the briefcase. I still think it's going to come down to like I still think Bay ba- either Baszler or Evans are there one and two, and then I don't like paying the juice on Baylor because I'm paying juice everywhere else. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Lacey Evans at four to one. I'm gonna predict Lacey Evans at four to one uh, wins the uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And like I said, keep an eye out for that briefcase in that woman's match. If it's got a star-spangled banner motif with the red, white, and blue, uh, and Lacey Evans pulls it down, you're going to say Matt Pierce was right. So the official predictions. Uh, Drew McIntyre to retain the uh, WWE Championship. Uh, Bailey to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bray Wyatt to win the Universal Championship. Uh, the New Day to retain the Tag Team Championships, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And then I'm going to predict Daniel Bryan and Lacey Evans. Uh, I'm going to predict two Dark Horse winners for the... Uh, I love Lacey Evans isn't a true Dark Horse, I would say. But I'm going I'm to take two slightly longer odds. Uh, this is good value, good value, guy, uh, guys and girls too uh, in in the women's and men's money in the bank ladder matches. Uh, so that's it for this week on the crossover podcast. Hope you enjoyed listening to me talking about uh, the wrestling. Um, we may or may not have a podcast next week. I might take the week off. Uh, we got a lot going on this weekend, despite the fact that it is COVID. But uh, it's Mother's Day this weekend, so there's. 
uh, you know, a bunch of crap going on this weekend. You just you got to take care of business, TCB. Uh, so there may or may not be a podcast next week. I might take a week off, and then we'll probably have Craig and I back the week after, unless something crazy happens within the next week or so off. Um, we'll probably be do another sports rewatchable for you guys. Um, I'm thinking football this time, but nothing. Uh, Nothing guaranteed. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's it for us here. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, so please... Um, listen there and boost those numbers up that would be a lot of help uh that will be it for matt pierce and as always when i end these wrestling podcasts i leave you with the single greatest wrestling theme of all time take care everybody and uh stay safe out there